Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and What's going on, D3 Nation? Thanks for tuning in to another episode. The D3 wrestling season is really heating up as we enter February. Some big-time events took place over the last week and a half to close out January. Warburg Wrestling looked outstanding in their 24-8 win over rival Augsburg, a top-10 duel in the Battle of the Bergs, which usually is the case. This is the 11th straight time the belt is going back to Waverly, Iowa. Pretty crazy stat. As over the past decade, Warburg and Augsburg obviously have been battling, but in this duel, Warburg has really been able to get the job done. The Knights won 8 of 10 bouts in the duel, and Warburg currently sits at number 1 in the tournament poll and various polls, Intermat, Flow Wrestling, NWCA poll, but a little bit low in the duel rankings due to their loss to North Central, but have an opportunity to make that up with American River Conference duels against Lourdes and Co. coming up. So, you know, Warburg clearly flexing their muscle and seems to be the favorite right now as we head towards the postseason. But uh, a lot of good teams right at their heels. So should be good. And one of those teams is Wisconsin Eclair. Coach Fader and company doing a great job with the Blue Golds. They win the prestigious Pete Wilson Invitational. The loaded field had some incredible matches over the two-day tournament. The Blue Golds had seven place winners and two champs. And, uh... You know, their champs were at 133 in heavyweight. Tyler Fleetwood, who has been in a battle with uh, Javon Toshik, um, both are really, really tough, but Fleetwood's been really doing good this uh, second semester. So, you know, great job by uh, Wisconsin Eclair. And honestly, all the Wisconsin schools have great rosters. Oshkosh, Stevens Point, um, uh, obviously Wisconsin Lacrosse, Wisconsin Eclair, and, uh, you know, that WEAC tournament is going to have huge regional uh, seeding implications, how those results play out. So I believe it's February 12th, uh, middle of this month, uh, two weeks before a regional tournament. So it's going to be a really good tournament to keep your eye on. A lot of highly ranked matchups there. So uh, make sure you stay up to date with that. Now, let's talk about today's guest, our, our featured guest for today. We haven't done one of these interviews in a while, um, but we're really excited to have on Coach Chad Hankey. Coach Hankey is the head men's and women's coach out at the new school in Oregon, Winfield University. And uh, we discussed his wrestling roots out on the West Coast. He competed at Oregon State and uh, had some coaching stints out there. One stint at American before going back out to the West Coast. So a lot of coaching experience there. Very excited to be a head coach now. And, you know, we just touched base on what's like building this new program, being all out in Oregon and, uh, you know, his next steps to the program. So, uh, enjoy the show. It's it's a good one, good conversation, and excited to see what Coach Hangy does out at Linfield. Later. What's going on, D3 Wrestling fans? Welcome back to another edition of D3 Nation. Very excited to have on one of the newest Division Three head coaches, head coach Chad Hankey. He is out at Linfield University, which has just added men's and women's wrestling. Um, so very exciting news. 
Uh, not too many West Coast schools out there. I think it's just Linfield and Pacific are out there in Oregon, uh, probably the most West Coast schools. So he's joining us all the way from the Pacific time zone. But happy to have him on. Coach, thanks for joining the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about this first year. I know you guys are already rocking and rolling, uh, yeah. compete, competing a little bit. Um, talk about roster numbers right now and, and how the first year is going. So basically uh... – this, this year is like a redshirt year kind of, right? I'm just getting the club together. The next year we're starting up and going full time. So I literally was just going around asking kids on campus, hey, you want to wrestle? You want anyone interested in wrestling, you know? And we have some good numbers. We have about 10 kids out right now. We're competing. Obviously this year with COVID and the way things are going, you kind of kind of cut our season in half a little bit. But um, uh, right now I'm just focusing on the club kids that we have and recruiting for next year and kind of putting it all together and, adding a men's and women's program is it's really special and Linfield's doing a great job and and I'm really excited to get going and yeah right now we're just wrestling recruiting and I mean nothing's better than that right it's, it's wrestling so yeah for sure and obviously you have a lot of experience there so why don't we why don't we uh, touch on that for the listeners a little bit so obviously um you're a division one wrestler you competed at Oregon State um and uh you know, you had a great wrestling career there. You did a great job on the senior level circuit too, and then got right into division one coaching with a, a couple of stops. So why don't you talk to the listeners about your coaching experience, you know, coaching at the D one level. And then to kind of uh, wrap up the question, what, what drew you to going to the division three level and becoming a head coach? Yeah. Well, being a head coach has always been the goal, right? That, that's, that's what you get into. And, and that's what you, sh- you should try to achieve. Right. So you have to kind of pay your dues. I think I did that. Right. So I wrestled at Oregon state and then I coached there for a little bit and it was kind of a seamless transition right? I knew I have a passion for the sport. I knew I want to stay involved and you got to kind of work your way up. So um, I coached as a volunteer assistant coach at Oregon state. And then I got an offer to travel all the way to the East coast. And I was coaching under Teague Moore at American university and talk about completely different coaching styles and philosophy, right? Teague Moore is from Pennsylvania. He uh, wrestled at Oklahoma State. My coach at Oregon State was Jim Zaleski, who wrestled at Iowa. Two different, you know, personalities and uh, coaching styles. So I uh, kind of kept an open mind, and I learned a lot from both coaches. And after three years at Coach at American, I loved my experience there. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I got an offer to go down to Bakersfield, California, and coach. So now I'm, now I'm learning under uh, Manny Rivera, who's from California and wrestled under Jay Robinson at Minnesota. So I've just got all this experience from all these different coaches, all these fantastic people. And that kind of segued into uh, the Linfield opportunity, right? So I'm actually from the area. So I'm, I'm, I grew up right down the road from Linfield um, in McMinnville, Oregon. And I got the phone call. I kind of heard rumblings that maybe that Linfield was adding a men's and women's program. So uh, when I got the call, I couldn't be more excited about the opportunity and jumped on it right away. Because like I said earlier is, is the goal is to become a head coach, right. And kind of work your way up. And so I saw this opportunity and I took advantage of it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And yeah, like you said, that's pretty cool to hear how many different uh, type of mentors you have and different, you know, coaching styles, a lot, a lot of big 10, you know, and then obviously, I mean, honestly, all those kind of come together as like coming from the Dan Gable tree or like the John Smith tree of coaching, yeah. um, which at the end of the day, the styles are two different styles, but the goal is the same, put up points, you know, they just do it in a different manner. So I'm sure you got to, 
you know, pick and choose what you like to add into your, to your coaching philosophy. So that that's awesome. And, um, and well, yeah, so- and kind of on the same token is, uh, you know, you pick and choose what you like. You also pick and choose what you don't like, you know, nobody's perfect and you have to learn and keep an open mind, you know? So, um, there's, there's definitely advantage and disadvantage to both styles and training philosophy and, uh, kind of where you, you know, delegate your time. Right. So, yeah, no, sorry to cut you off like that, but, uh, no, that's yeah, fine. That's, it's just, uh, like I said, you kind of pick and choose and you, and you learn what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And hopefully you just do your best and try to. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure too, you, you picked up a lot as well, you know, being on the, on the team USA ladder and, you know, being at those, those training camps and stuff too. And, um, obviously there's always a debate with freestyle and folk style. Um, but what did you learn from, you know, competing at the senior level and uh, taking what you learned technique wise to the folk style game? Yeah. You know, so I, I was really fortunate. I had a pretty successful freestyle career and I uh, was on the ladder and the guy in front of me, he was pretty good too. His name was Jake Varner. He won the Olympics. So <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I was the guy behind him and, and there's there so many good competitors and, and just, and good people too, you know? So uh, I spent a lot of time down Colorado Springs when I was training. And one thing I realized is, is it doesn't matter what level you are. Like there's still people, they're still, you know, they're good. They're still wrestlers, right. You know, kind of no matter where you go, it's the same. It's like a big fraternity. Right. So they were willing to help me out. You know, I kind of, I was kind of starstruck when I first went there. Um, but they're awesome people and really kind of opened my eyes to, to the realization that, man, I, they're not like, yeah, they're good wrestlers, but it's not unobtainable to have that level of success. Right. I had to get out of my own way and kind of open my mind up a little bit and uh, just being around the guys, kind of how they carry themselves, how they train, you know, I'm like, well, it's not much different than what I'm doing, you know? So um, again, picking and choosing and learning, keeping an open mind. And uh, yeah, it kind of, um, it, it kind of helped my game a little bit, you know, just being around them, being in that environment. So I learned uh, that from my time in the freestyle scene, translate over to collegiate, you know, Technique's technique, you know, everyone wrestles differently, but the biggest thing I took away is the mental approach and beating yourself first, right? Like that's yeah. your first match is the mental approach thing. So I like to communicate with my wrestlers, my athletes that uh, the mental side of things, you know, my assistant who I'm sure we're going to talk about here in a little bit, but she's also really big on that as well. So we preach that, you know, the mental side of things and the technique's going to be there. We're going to work hard. We're going to, we're going to learn all the technique we want, but um, you have to get, get out of your own way first sometimes, you know? Yeah. And before G gets into the coaching staff stuff and obviously huge news there with your addition of the assistant coach, just want to talk about the scope of Linfield and it kind of seems like they rolled the red carpet for you. You know, you had, you got introduced, you at a football game and yeah. just looking from the outside, looking in their athletic department is, is very competitive. I mean, their football team, I believe was in the elite eight this year or quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. They were like 10 and one and their social media games, it seems like they really care about athletics and being competitive. So I'm sure that had to draw to your attention as well, too. Well, you know, Linfield's kind of a jock school a little bit, you know. So, like, they – you know, we're D3, and obviously that's – you know, we take academics really serious. But at Linfield, I would say – I'd argue that athletics is, is just as competitive, right? So we want to be successful. It doesn't matter what the sport is. And you, you bring up a good point. Football has been tremendously successful. I think they've had – 60 years of a, of a winning season, you know, some crazy number like that. And I'm trying to get wrestling 
to that same level of success. You know, I'm following, I'm looking at those guys, I'm learning, I'm seeing how and what they're doing, you know, and trying to implement that into wrestling. That's my goal is to um, get them to get wrestling on that same tier, right. Um, as all the other sports, like you said, man, they, they love sports out here. They introduced me at a football game. Like you said about the social media stuff. Um, it's really exciting. You know, Linfield, they're not just, they don't have one foot in and one foot out. They're kind of teetering. They're all in, right. That's why they hired me. That's why they hired Alyssa. Like they want to be successful and that's a big draw for me. Yeah. That's great to see. And go ahead. G, you want to get into the coaching staff situation? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you get there, you know, the first thing besides recruiting, you have to get your coaching staff in line. So kind of talk about that process and how you're moving forward from there. Yeah, man. Um, so that was step one, right? Is I got hired and I was like, okay, the first thing I need to do is get an assistant and I want somebody qualified and somebody that is essentially going to be running the women's program as well. You know what I mean? So um, I heard, you know, Alyssa Lampy, she was, out in Corvallis, right down the road from us. And I heard that she was thinking about transitioning to coaching, right? She's an insanely successful wrestler, a pioneer for women's wrestling. And I was like, I want somebody like that. Now, did I think I was going to get her? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have to at least try, right? You have to at least yeah. go out and ask and put the feelers out there. You know, so I, I got in contact with her. We had a few discussions. And sure enough, she was like, yeah, this is something I could see myself transitioning into right she still wants to compete and she's she is doing that right now but eventually you can't wrestle forever and she wants to look at her future and kind of continue on and be like myself be involved in wrestling so what better opportunity you know we're right down the road it's perfect situation for her and for us as well and I basically told her I was like hey you're already a pioneer in the sport you know why don't you be a pioneer and be uh, essentially like the head women's coach? You know what I mean? So all these people, they look up to you, they're going to follow you. And, and, you know, we're, we're working it out and, and she's doing a great job. And I couldn't be more thrilled about the hire. And um, again, that just shows the level of commitment that Linfield has. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a big time hire now. Women's wrestling, obviously it's growing. Is it sanctioned in Oregon yet? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And um, it's, it's, it's grown so fast too. Yeah. Women's wrestling at the high school level here in Oregon, I would I would argue is just as popular. So wow, awesome. Um, yeah, it, the numbers are insane. And even Alyssa was kind of thrown off because she's from Wisconsin. She's she's worked out on the East Coast for a while, so she's out here on the West Coast, and she couldn't believe it. She was like, "Wow, there's so many and and a passion for it too." You know, we're not just kind of like oh, focusing on the men's here and girls kind of. It's like no, like we it's sanctioned. Um, they're all in and. Uh, these girls, they have a passion for it. And hey, like I said, that was part of the reason why I wanted somebody like Alyssa because she started this and people know her. She's kind of a celebrity around here. So it's really exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. And um, a little different than on your side of things, you, you guys will be strictly D3. They're still considered NWCA for now, correct? Yeah. Like hopefully, you know, with the numbers and the NCAA keep saying it's the fast, one of the fastest growing sports. I, I, I mean, I think, realistically three to five years it will be sanctioned by the ncaa which i think it should be yeah i mean it's it's great for the sport it really helps save the sport because you know look back in the past title nine was always a big thing well there's not too much title nine now if you have a women's wrestling team you can mix and match that so yeah um, no you're you're right on the money you're a smart man because uh women's wrestling is absolutely saving men's wrestling 
Oh, and without doubt. That was the thought process for me as well, right? Yeah. I'm like, we're not going to fight this. We're going to roll with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you and got to. I mean, if you don't you adapt to. with it now, it's, I think you're just kind of, I don't know, you're, you're not thinking outside the box. You're just kind of thinking like the old school way, just men's wrestling, like women's wrestling. Yeah. I mean, if you don't get excited after the Olympics this year, especially with our women's team, I don't know how else you move forward with that. So I think it's great. I think it's great that a lot of teams are adding it, um, you know. So Yeah, and they kind of touch on too with the, 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 the Beaver Dam RTC, uh, you know, um, out at Oregon State, they have really supported women's wrestling. So there's a lot of really high-level, senior-level athletes. And I'm assuming, like you alluded to, Alyssa is going to continue to train with that RTC yeah. and compete? Yeah, yeah. So she was she's out there at the uh, the damn RTC at Oregon State. And like you said, they have a lot of high-level women athletes there, right? And, you know, Chris Pounson and Nate Engel, they're on top of it. And, again, they're seeing – you know, like your brother was saying, you know, we kind of we have a tendency to have an old school thought process, right? Like a mentality of like, just it, it's kind of a caveman attitude. And these guys, they're definitely looking towards the future as well as, as I am. So they're they're really supportive, especially Nate Engel down at uh, the damn RTC. And that's how I got in contact with Alyssa is okay. I'm obviously an alumni. And I still support I, – I will always support Oregon State and the wrestling there. Um, so, I have a great relationship with those guys. And That's they've great. helped a ton. Awesome. Yeah, shout-out Nate Angle. He's our boy, too. Great guy. Yeah. He uh, – we worked camps with him at the Naval Academy. So, we know oh, him really well. okay. Yeah, I was I was over at American when he was at uh, Navy. Yeah, yeah, he, he did – I mean, for people that don't know who Nate Angle is in the wrestling uh, community – he's one of the best recruiters in the game Yeah, and uh, did an amazing job at Navy, did a great job at Stanford. And now he's crushing it. I believe he was promoted recently to the associate head coach. I think. Yeah, yeah. And a kind of funny story about Nate is uh, so he was over there at Navy and I was living in Maryland, you know, working down in DC mm -hmm. and I get a job down in Bakersfield in California and he's over in Stanford. Same time. Right. <laughs> you guys are just following each other. <laughs> I got it. He gets a job at Oregon state, which is, you know, 40 minutes away from here. I get a job at Linfield. I can't get away from the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. No, that's awesome. So, and that, and that's cool. So you said Alyssa's from Wisconsin. So she's kind of from out that way too. So it'll help yeah. you guys recruiting wise. So you guys have like a lot of uh, tie-ins recruiting, which I think will, will help uh, for both programs. Yeah. The goal right now is to have a full roster by next season. Right. So it's yeah. that's 10 male athletes, 10 female athletes. And I'm kind of, designated to the pacific northwest is what i've known i'm from here right but Alyssa, she's competed all over the world all over the country so she has people she's calling people from like you know wisconsin east coast california hawaii you know so good it's kind of nice being a pseudo celebrity here you know her job's a little bit easier than mine yeah that's uh that's awesome um kind of moving forward now with you know you guys being so far out there what what is the biggest challenge going to be for you guys being so kind of i wouldn't say isolated it's not the right word but so kind of far away from like the closest d what's the closest d3 school to you guys competition uh, well besides pacific right pacific's right down the road from us yeah mm -hmm. other than that we're competing in the uh, upper midwest conference so uh we'll be doing it's an advantage i, I personally think you know some people look at it as a disadvantage being so far away but yeah 
uh, we're going to, we're going to be wrestling. Uh, we have a lot of Oregon teams, right. And a lot of teams on the West coast, right. So we'll be okay. wrestling NAIA schools. Um, we'll oh. be wrestling JCs. Uh, we have one of the best JCs here in Oregon, Clackamas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're legit. Them, uh, Southern Oregon, Eastern Oregon, SWAC. So you guys have your, you have plenty, it, just not D3 yes. per se. Like you, you're going to see some high level competition those to help grow the program. I would argue we will see probably the highest level of competition, you know, to be honest yeah. with you, we have some pretty yeah. tough teams out here. And then the, the California Juco system, they have like their own, oh, yeah. the, they have their own division too, right? Like that they, that you yeah, it's, it's wild. I had to learn all about this when I was down in Bakersfield, but uh, California, they, they have so many schools that they just said, you know, we're just going to have our own national tournament, just the California schools, you know, and their season actually ends earlier. So we'll be hitting up some of their later season tournaments in our preseason right you see how that works yeah 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 we'll be heading down to northern california and wrestling some of those schools which i think is a fantastic opportunity because we won't we won't really see those wrestlers again so it's a chance for us to kind of wrestle a different style and to see some different competition um and on top and you know we'll be getting started and they'll be finishing up so there'll be a good challenge for us to have and i think you know you get through that you wrestle the the teams that we have here in oregon and then you prepare for your conference schedule Okay. Mm-hmm. And you guys, what conference are you guys be in? Do you know yet? Besides uh, regional? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the upper Midwest. Yeah. Oh, so you're just in a region. Like, you guys are going to have a set conference that you will be uh, in? Well, Linfield's in the Northwest Conference. Um, okay. And there's no other teams with it. There's no other yeah, teams with Pacific. it right now. Pacific. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be kind of tough to have a conference you as know, a mass. And- you know, Linfield, you know, there's been a lot of support, obviously, you know, you don't just, it's not every day that they add a men's and women's program, you know? Yeah. So they, we have a lot of support and, you know, a lot of it goes, obviously the president and the athletic director, but you got to look at the restore college wrestling guys, this organization it's nationwide, but here in Oregon, they've added so many programs and I have a feel that they're going to add a few more. So good. Um, hopefully, you know, a couple more D3 programs, we'll get that conference going, we'll build it up strong. But right now, the way it is, it's us in Pacific, and we'll be okay. doing a lot of traveling out to the Midwest. Yeah, for sure. And then Upper Midwest, and I'm just that's uh mostly WEAC, right? Yep. So a lot of the Wisconsin's, yeah, all the WEAC. Um Augsburg will be in the, obviously Augsburg's in there too. Yep, Minnesota schools, the the there's that CCIW, like the Illinois Wisconsin conference that only Milliken and North Central, I believe. And there's one other school that's in the lower Midwest. So, yeah, so Illinois, Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota. So it's a, it's a very competitive region. Obviously, upper and lower Mid- Midwest regionals. Um, yeah, predominantly are, are two tougher ones in D3. Pretty good regions. Um, were, were you trying to maybe see some of those schools on your schedule as well? Yeah, um, and that's going to be a conversation to have and something to look at, you know, travel wise budget wise but definitely want to hit up as much competition as possible and and the upper midwest those schools i mean those states in general they're just tough wrestling you yeah. know that's just there's, there's no sure code it and that's why i'm building the schedule the way i am right now is seeing as much tough co- tough competition as possible to prepare ourselves for when we do head out to the midwest you know and them coming out here it's, it's nice that pacific is right down the road as well and they can also hit up a few nai schools or jc's you know, this has right. come out to the West Coast. So uh, yeah. it's going to be nice. It's tough competition, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, kind of speaking on it, uh, the Wheaton tournament is this upcoming 
uh, weekend. Uh, it's usually one of the toughest D3 programs. Uh, I mean, D3 tournaments all year. So it's something to look at. It's not that far. I mean, I know it's not around the block, but something yeah, to look we, into. We, pretty- yeah, we didn't host that. And I was, I was, it's funny you say that, G. I was literally thinking the same thing. That's like a preview of the upper Midwest. I mean, a lot of Wisconsin schools goes. You got North Central that goes, some schools from Ohio. Um, you got some East Coast teams. Like I know Messiah usually goes out. So it's a good field. Just something to think about down the road, maybe if you can get in that tournament. It's not too far, I don't think. Uh, yeah. from what where's we what's Wheaton's city is located in, you know? Ann? Uh Chicago. Chicago. Chicago? Chicago? Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. So what's the deal with travel chat? Are you guys gonna be be uh, flying or or busing? What's what's you driving well, vans? Oregon is it's a pretty yeah. I mean we Oregon's a pretty big state anyway, so we'll be driving around the state and doing that stuff. But anything outside of the state, we're gonna have to fly. You know, yeah, we're used okay. to it being out on the West Coast. And the one thing that's kind of a pain, though, you know, when I was especially when I was a competitor and cutting weight, is we're on the West Coast, and so you always travel east. You know, yes, losing time and it's just like <laughs> people don't really think about that. You know, it's yeah, really- no, that, that's a good point. I, I would have yeah. never thought of that either. Really, yeah, it throws you off. So. uh Thankfully, I'm from here and I have a lot of experience in that area. So, uh, but yeah, you're right. It's going to be a lot of flying. Yeah. Well, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're probably used to it too. From Did you compete overseas a little bit? I'm sure you had to, to deal with that a little bit as well with those time zones. Yeah. yeah nothing like being in uh, some dorm room in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Up at, you know, 5 a.m., 4 a.m. Just like, I want to sleep, but I can't. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And that was a fun experience too. I have to tell you guys about that story some other time, but man, talk about tough people out there. I mean, I yeah. shop, I'm bundled up, you know, and there's these like little old ladies outside just shoveling snow, you know? Like, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Aunt, my, Anthony, you, were you out in Ukraine for your culture exchange trip? With that? Uh, no, I think I was at um, Turkey, Bulgaria, Romania, and then we finished in France. So, but yeah, yeah, tour. Tur- yeah, a little tour. The D3 used to put on like a, a cultural exchange trip, like D3 wrestling. So I went with like a bunch of other D3 wrestlers after I graduated my senior year. And it was pretty cool. We got to go to like basically their Olympic training centers and train with them and wrestle exhibition matches against them. So that was yeah. pretty, eye- that was a very eye-opening experience. It, it was, uh, it was pretty cool though. Yeah, different cultures, different style of wrestling. And again, you know, I keep harping on this, but I learned a lot, you know, I just kept an open mind and it was like, okay, I don't, we don't really do things this way. And somebody explained it pretty well to me that like uh, Americans, they always, they want to wrestle with their legs, right. Attacking the legs and all that stuff. He's like over here in Europe, like we want to wrestle upper body. We want to attack the arms. Never thought about that way, you know? So yeah. again, it's just different philosophies and implementing that. No, that's cool. And, yeah, I mean, shout out to anyone, whoever ran that trip. Hopefully they could do that again because it's awesome for D3 wrestlers. I know it's been tough times with COVID and everything, but it it was cool seeing those uh, trips happen and people would, like, kind of blog about it, share videos. So just something to think about D3 wrestling-wise. But, uh, anyway, kind of moving forward. So we were talking about your schedule a little bit. Is your schedule finalized? for next year uh no i'm still working on it but um it's it's essentially i have the outline um, and it's exactly what i told you guys already it's a lot of oregon schools just that tournament down in california um and then it's the conference cool how's the um how's the female side of things looking 
Is it um, like kind of similar? Like you guys are going to travel together kind of deal? Yeah. Or? So that was my thought process when I was building the schedule. It was like, well, you know, it's our first year. So let's, uh, let's travel together as much as possible. Not always going to happen that way. There's, I forget which weekend it is, but there's a pretty big women's tournament the same weekend that we're going to be uh, wrestling down in Vegas. So, but for the most part, we try to travel together and at least for this first couple of seasons, I'd imagine. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Great to hear. Yeah. So why, why don't you fill us in, fill, uh, fill the listeners in of, of the current status of the program, obviously where the roster is right now, how's recruiting going, what the numbers are looking like next year is, uh, is Linfield rolling emissions. So like, I'm sure you have some time to, uh, to build yeah. that roster still. So just fill us in on that. Everything happened really fast, but you're right. We do have time and the goal is to have a complete roster. You know, I hate forfeits. It, it looks bad for our sport, you know, so having a full roster of men's and women's, that's the goal. And we're working towards that, you know, um, Alyssa's doing a great job recruiting and, and uh, we're out, you know, on the phones and, and emailing coaches and all that stuff. So we're doing a great job. Um, and then, yeah. So essentially just getting the team together and um, it's tough because it's kind of a leap of faith, you know, and I, we had to take one as well. You know, you're starting a program. It's really easy for a kid to, well, I'm going to go here because it's established. I know what I'm getting in, my, myself into. So yeah. I have to tell myself, Alyssa and Linfield University, and we have great academics. You know, we have it's, – it's an expensive school, but it's really not, you know, because we give uh, incredible financial aid. So okay. at That's the end good. of the day, it's really comparable to a state school like uh, Oregon or Oregon State, you know. So uh, getting that out of kids' mind – because what's the first thing they're going to Google Linfield? Bam, you know, there's the, the cost right there. You're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, it's not like that. We give substantial financial aid, and it's even better if you're a good student, you know, if you're – Yeah, for sure. You can get that merit scholarship as, as well and pretty much get your school paid for. So uh, we can be competitive in that area as well. It's just informing these parents and these teachers and these kids and their coaches. Right. <laughs> like – it's not the sticker price. Don't look at that. <laughs> Ignore that. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I think a lot of people, uh, especially a lot of the our listeners of our show are Division Three fans and, and are around it, so they understand that. But um, from the outside looking in, if you never like, oh, you just know they don't give athletic scholarship. But there's so much more, like so many more ways to get money. I mean, through financial aid, you're talking about every school has different academic merit scholarships. Yeah. You can, you're still going to get money. It's not like you have to pay full freight. And I think that gets lost in the translation during the recruiting process. It's like, Oh, I need to go yeah. D one or D two to get athletic scholarship money. Whereas you, you can go to a school like Linfield and, and get more money just yeah. on athletics. <laughs> and, and that's the irony, you know, and that's what I'm trying to tell these kids is, uh, you know, you should be concerned about the bottom line. How much is it going to cost you to go to school? Right. Obviously there's other factors involved. You know, what are you looking to study? Do you want to live in McMinnville, that kind of stuff. Um, but what's the bottom line? How much are you going to pay for it? And some of these, they get hung up on, I want to be a scholarship athlete. Well, yeah. I was a scholarship athlete, you know, but for my first couple of years, I was a walk-on at Oregon State. So I had to pay my way for the first couple of years. I just wanted to wrestle. Obviously, I was a starter. I got on scholarship. But it's ironic that I would have had less debt had I gone to Linfield than being a scholarship athlete at Oregon State. So yeah. I like, is that it's like, what's the bottom line? How much are you paying? And that's why I, I prefer the parents to be there. Cause I know they care a lot about that stuff. These kids yeah. don't care about that, you know, so. 
Yeah, for sure. No, it's, that's a great point. You know, D3 athletics, you know, we're limited athletically scholarship, obviously, but there's a lot of great options that you can get more scholarships and grants and financial aid to help pay for your school. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, too, the experience that you want, where as like uh, going to a D1 school, obviously you're, you're a good example of being a walk-on and sticking through it. But there's a lot of people that take that walk-on status and they don't make because they don't get the experience yeah. that they want. But, you know, you come to a school and um, you get to be the face of a, of a new program. I mean, that, that, should be, that should be a pretty solid message to, to new recruits. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a big selling point of mine right now is uh, you're starting something new, essentially. I mean, Linfield had wrestling back in the 80s. They cut it. Um, obviously, they never had women's wrestling before. So we're pretty much starting something brand new. And I tell kids, you want to be my first All-American? You want to be the first national champion for Linfield? You know? And yeah. uh, back to your point about Oregon State, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I walked on it and I made it there. But a lot of kids don't, you know, and it's tough. It's a nine to five, basically. And uh, that not just wrestling wise, but academically, too. Yeah. I'm in some auditoriums with 500 kids, you know, Linfield, we have 1400 students Yeah. campus. The average ratio is about 10, 11 students to professor. That's so, good. Small classes. You're kind of a big fish in a small pond, you know, uh, a quarter of all the students here are athletes. So they, they live on campus. They get to know each other and the connections are just amazing. So you don't get lost in the shuffle athletically and you don't get lost in the shuffle academically either yeah you know it's just another number pretty much and you know it's funny uh you guys say that because the big thing today in ncaa athletics is the transfer portal why do you think the transfer portal is so big because a lot of like guys that are preferred walk-ons and you know are seeking that scholarship they'll, they never get it and they're just trying to move on so um that's a tough life you know and I get it. You want to, people want to wrestle division one. They have these goals and, and that's yeah. fine. But when you're not the guy and you're second. It's tough. Right? Yeah. Well, you still have to do all the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it, it can wear you down. And that's why you're absolutely right. That's why the transfer thing is, is the way it is. And, and that's fine. You know, um, you're going to get a great opportunity at different divisions too. And there's been yeah. highly successful wrestlers in other divisions, you know? So uh, we're going to you're going to develop and and if you're good enough you're good enough you know you will have you won't it won't sure. be a lack of opportunity definitely yeah like like we always say you got to put yourself in the best situation for yourself to grow and get better and find find ways to improve um and there's plenty of schools out there so it's got to take those blinders off but as we kind of wrap up this conversation just want to get from you you know Direction of the program, vision for the program, you know, what what kind of product that you want to put out at Linfield and, um, you know, kind of like next steps with the program. Obviously, you're trying to build that culture. Um, so, yeah, let's just talk about that, you know, going into the first year of being an NCAA affiliate next year and uh, just some other stuff that are on your mind. Yeah, I really just want people to to know or when they go into a Linfield match, you know, I want them to know what kind of product they're going to get, right? They're going to see my goal is tough wrestling, kids that want to push the pace and score a lot of points, right? I don't like this this uh, agreement, the 3-2 matches, right? Like, hey, I don't want to work too hard. You know, like, no, I'm not about that. I think 
you go out and you score as many points as possible, kind of let the chips fall where they go. Right. Um, so that's, that's the product that I want to put out there. You know, that's kind of the way I wrestled. That's definitely the way Alyssa wrestles. So I know she's going to be saying the same exact thing. Um, and the, the goal is, like I said earlier, is to have the same level of success as our football program. You know, I can learn a lot just by looking right next door. You know, these guys are doing something right. Um, and have to be able to say that you have 60 years of a winning season is impressive. That's impressive, man. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to make a guarantee or nothing like that, but my goal is to definitely be contender to be a force in the division three level. And I think Linfield, that's why they hired me. And that's why they hired Alyssa It's because we're all on the same page about that. Um, obviously it's going to be some growing pains, but I think we can be competitive right out the gates. So sweet. Yeah. No reason to wait. And, uh, Kind of last piece here. How's uh, everything working out facility-wise? Do you have your own space right now, or how's that working out? Yeah, yeah. They we have a wrestling room. Uh, the local high schools donated some mats to us, which I'm extremely grateful for. McMinnville and Newburgh. Um, and then uh, we're converting kind of a multi-purpose room into a wrestling room. It holds about two full-size mats. It's got all the bells and whistles, all the you know, kettlebells and the bands and all that stuff. Right now it's in transition, but it's going to be a beautiful room. And the goal is to have a successful program and then build on that and kind of add to the wrestling room, you know. So um, really depends on, you know, the level of success that we have. And it's – but they're setting me up pretty well. And it's a nice room. Um, you guys need to come down, check it out sometime. Yeah, uh, Whenever we get to the West Coast, I'll, I'll yeah, check yeah. it out. Out here, man, people are pretty chill. And, you know, we love wrestling, which is kind of, you know, Oregon's funny. We're in the upper Northwest, and people don't really realize just how big of a sport it is out here. So it's exciting, and there's been nothing but support from everybody I've talked to in the state, outside of state, but mostly in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of lost in the noise because Oregon State – you know, there's not too many collegiate programs out there. So that's probably what's like, oh, there's not too much college wrestling. So it can't be that big. Whereas like you look at a school like Pennsylvania, like state like Pennsylvania, like you turn a block, there's a university that has a wrestling program. Yeah. And, and the biggest shame I think is Washington. Washington has huge numbers at the high school level and no programs to go to. Like, oh, yeah. it does get lost in the shuffle, but wrestling is strong out in the Northwest. We just need more programs and more opportunities for these kids. Definitely. I agree with that for hundred percent. The more yeah. you keep growing the sport, that's what I always say. You gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. So you keep doing the great work out there and how can we follow uh, Linfield? You guys have social media and anything we like have that? All the socials. Yep. Linfield wrestling. So uh, Instagram, Twitter, even I got one. I kind of swore it off during the pandemic <laughs> year. Uh, <laughs> I was losing a lot of friends. So. I'm back on it now. You can follow me at Coach Chato. And we, like I said, we have all the socials, so you can check us out. All right. What about TikTok? You guys on TikTok yet? <laughs> yeah, give me a break. One step at a time, right? <laughs> all right. All right. Just checking. Well, we appreciate you taking the time, man. Keep up the great work out there and, and good you. luck building the program.